Iron Man fans and welcome to the second episode of the Iron Man Fan Podcast, the podcast by Iron Man fans for Iron Man fans. So uh, this week uh, I was planning to talk about uh, issue 26 of the Invincible Iron Man, but unfortunately my uh, the company who I subscribe to, uh, they haven't delivered issue 26 yet. Uh, the thing is, you know, it's uh, the comics have to be imported uh, uh, from the US over here in, uh, to England, so it takes takes a while, and it's already been a week since the first episode, so I thought uh, I would record the episode anyway, I would talk about something else, and we'll push looking at issue 26 uh, until the next episode, because, you know, there's a gap between the issues, if I'm going to do this uh, as a weekly show, you know, we're going to need... Uh, we're going to need to talk about something else when the issues aren't out. So we'll push that to next episode, or maybe I'll record a special episode just looking at the issue uh, sometime earlier. So this week what we're going to have a look at is the Iron Man Public Identity uh, trilogy uh, of comic books, the tie-ins to the Iron Man movie, and also we're going to have a look at the extreme, uh, extremist motion uh, uh, motion comic book, uh, the first episode of it. So we're going to have a look at those two things. Hopefully we're going to have fun doing it. Uh, we're going to move straight into it. News-wise, there really isn't any. Uh, Iron Man 2 still doing really well at the box office. It's made now a total worldwide gross of... $506 million, which is very good numbers, and what that means, of course, is we're going to get Iron Man free, and it could also mean uh, that, you know, we might be getting some of the things that the fan fans wanted, like the Black Widow uh, spin-off movie and that kind of thing, because, you know, if a movie does well at the box office, sequel time and spin-off time. So, um... Uh, that's that's pretty much the, the only news. So we're going to move straight into into our discussion about public identity. So public identity was this kind of uh, Marvel have done this before with Iron Man. Uh, it was uh, it's a tie it's a tired comic book. It's um, it's the the story is apparently done by Justin Fawkes, who who was the screenwriter for Iron Man, Iron Man 2, uh, so he kind of set the basis for the story, and it's, 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 it's a tie-in story between Iron Man uh, 1 and uh, and 2, by the way, if you haven't read this, there are going to be spoilers, so, you know, you have been warned, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have read this, and, you know, the, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, just, just intended to bridge some of the, some of the gaps, between the two movies, personally, I I, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, it you know it wasn't the perfect uh, comic book. There have been some issues, and we're going to we're going to discuss that. But what I really did enjoy is I enjoyed um, the fact that it kind of it, it gave us a little bit of an insight of uh, inside Tony's life. Uh, what it was like in uh, b- between the two movies because you know the movies they're two hours and you can't cram all the little details er- everything in there so uh, we we did see especially in issue one you know after Tony announced that he is Iron Man uh, kind of his playboy lifestyle him doing some of the uh, smaller tasks you know saving helicopters and that kind of stuff so um, and you know the first issue starts starts where Iron Man 1 ends uh, in a similar fashion to Iron Man 2. It's it's the press conference and Tony gets up and uh, basically says Iron Man. 
And uh, I wanted to address the artwork, first of all, because, um, that, you know, people have uh, said that they have issues about the artwork looking, some people say it looks cheap, there isn't enough detail, you know, they haven't put enough money into it. I would definitely see what some people are saying, you know, it doesn't have the the palette or the detail uh uh, that's something like the Invincible Iron Man has. I could definitely see that. But personally, I really enjoyed. I thought Tony's Tony's face looked uh, looked a lot better than it does right now in um, in the Invincible Iron Man. I'm not really I'm not really a fan of it. The thing is, it doesn't. The characters resemble the actors that play uh, them, but they don't look completely like them. Uh, for example, there, there is there is it's not really a spread, but it takes up most of the page. I think it's the uh, the second page where Tony says I am Iron Man and it's 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 a profile view of his face and he he, uh, he looks uh, like uh, uh, he, he looks similar to uh, Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr's character but he doesn't look completely like it and the same goes for all all the other characters. Uh, it was interesting as well with with Rhodey because, of course, uh, Terence Howard was replaced by Don Cheadle. Uh, so what we have is uh, a kind of uh, I don't know what to call it. It's kind of like a, a hybrid or, or between Don Cheadle and Terence Howard. Uh, you know, he he looks like a, a mixture of both uh, to me, at least. It's kind of hard to, to describe, but uh, you know, if you if you read the comic books, you probably know what I'm talking about and. Uh, uh, just if you haven't, have a look at it. So, uh, artwork, you know, it has uh, pluses and minuses. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed was every single issue had, at the beginning, it had a chunk of backstory uh, of um, uh, Howard Starks and Ivan uh, Vanko's, uh, how they first met and how they started working together. Don't see it, and uh, this is what I was talking about. Uh, how uh, you know through this comic book we get to see some of the things that didn't you know the you, you know you just couldn't fit into the movie because you know they weren't really extremely relevant. So we see uh, Howard's and Ivan's relationship uh, kind of develop. You know, in the first issue we see them, we see them meet at uh, Stark's house and talk about talk about you know what they're building and uh, Ivan seems to be more about you know trying to trying to he's worried about the expenses and the money and Howard's saying you know we don't have to worry about that we've got all the money we want then in the second one it progresses you know uh, where Ivan uh, kind of betrays Howard and you know what happens there you get to see them and in the third one which is really interesting again spoilers it's not really it's uh, it, it's it, it it also has segments of story with uh, Tony and Howard. You see Tony uh, here and there in those flashbacks, and how you know how his uh, how uh, Howard's and Tony's relationship was. And in the third one, you see Tony as kind of a teenager, and uh, you know he's not he's not listening to what Howard is saying. He's already enjoying kind of like the Playboy lifestyle, even in his late teens and you know it's basically his and Howard's last discussion before Howard uh, dies in the car crash so it's very interesting to see to see that aspect and I really really enjoyed uh, that being in in uh, uh, the comic books uh, also uh, another thing that was very interesting is uh, this this series has um, uh, as we said with the movies you know uh, 
they uh, it's it's all one universe and the the comic books definitely uh, stay within that manner where this um uh, the, one of the main antagonists really in this uh in this basically the storyline is you know Tony is uh you know he, he's gotten a suit now and he's he's doing this playboy superhero thing where you know he's uh he's admitted that he's Iron Man but you know he's saving lives and he's doing it uh, in, in his own ways he's not following any jurisdiction and Rhodey's unhappy about this and uh, we this is where we get uh, Senator Stern he's introduced at first uh, he's the senator in, in the second movie, and you know he, he he doesn't like it, and basically you know they want to stop Iron Man, and Hammer comes in. It's kind of it's similar to the Iron Man two storyline. Hammer comes in, and basically what Hammer does is he builds this um, big. It's it's kind of like a flying flying machine. It's it's kind of it's like a drone. It's not a drone because there, there's a person in it, but uh, he he builds this uh, basically thing to, uh, to combat. Um, uh, the Iron Man armor, and what happens is he builds this machine, and uh, of course it's Hammer. So they they continue with the uh, 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 the character of Hammer in the comic books, and it doesn't go right, and it, it kind of fails. And Tony has to basically save the pilots in that machine because the pilot ends up in uh, hostile territory. So that's the, that's the basic outline of of the story. It's not you know it's not it's not the most original story or anything. But uh, I was more interested around the characters around it. And one of the main antagonists really is um, is Thunderbolt. Uh, you know, from from the the Incredible Hulk, and it's the same character. You know, it's uh, he he looks very similarly, and he's you know he's working with Senator Stern and. Uh, 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 just uh, Justin Hammer uh, in order to uh, combat Tony's uh, Tony's suit. So it's interesting to see him uh, there, and that's kind of like the origin of how uh, Thunderbolt and Tony have met in uh, in in the Incredible Hulk. Because of course there is the after credits scene, which I which I really loved. I thought it was a great addition to the movie where Tony comes into the bar, and you know he's saying, uh, "Here you have a problem. Oh, you can talk." And you know you can see that they already know each other, and that's how that's how they met uh, through there. So uh, he he's kind of the central antagonist in in this uh, in these uh, this comic book arc. Also, what was what was very uh, uh, very interesting as well, um, Jarvis. Of course, Jarvis is. Um, you know, in, in the original comic books, he's he, he's the butler. He's like Alfred from Batman. You know, he's he's Tony's butler, and then he's the butler of the of the Avengers. But uh, in in the Iron Man movies, of course, Jarvis uh, was uh, replaced by a computer, uh, an AI, and I, I really enjoyed. It. I thought that was a very good addition. It it kind of really did bring Iron Man into into the twenty third century, and it kept with the theme of you know Tony being this. And all, you know, very te technologically advanced being. So uh, I really did enjoy it. But um, these comic books do explain that there was a Jarvis. Of course, uh, you know, uh, in the comic book storyline, you know, time-wise, you know, the characters don't really age. You know, they, they talk about things in the past, but they relatively stay the same age, except for a few exceptions. But uh, you know, you know, these movies, you know, the actors get older, and you know, they have to keep. At least they have to try to keep a bit more consistent with time. So, what this comic book explains is, Jarvis was a human being. He was a butler to the Stark family, and he was a butler to 
uh, Tony when he was young and Howard. And you do see Jarvis as as the butler, and basically what happens is, of course, Jarvis passed away of old age, and what Tony did did is he took his uh, he he turned Jarvis into uh, a computerized AI. Uh, I don't know how he did it, but and you know you see this, you see Tony go back to uh, Howard's house, the old the old Star Stark house, and Jarvis is in there as the computer AI, and you know Jarvis asks Tony. You know why did you, you know, why did you put me in here? And Tony basically says, "Well, I'm just so used to you being here; it would feel different." So it's great seeing again that throwback to the comic books. You know that Jarvis did exist as a real butler. So that's that that's something um, something very uh, very interesting. Now, I mean, uh, let's. Uh, I mean, I've, I've praised this comic book. Now, let's. I, I wanted to critique a couple of things. Of course, I mean, going back, you know, storyline isn't the best you know it's it's hardly the most original but uh but that's that's one of the critiques also um the iron man suit this is of course the the mark 4 uh the uh the one we see in the beginning of the movie and the thing is they they draw the suit uh well enough i guess but it's just the helmets and if you guys if you guys have read this you probably know what i'm talking about it's the helmet and it always looks like it always looks like he's got a nose bulging out of it, and it looks like the Iron Man suit is always frowning. And if if you look at some of the close-ups of the hammer, it almost does look like because you know in the movie the Iron Man suit, you know, you know the nose section, it's it's almost flat. You know, there, there is nothing sticking out. Here they kind of I don't know whether it was to do to include certain facial features or what, but it was really off-putting how it looks like the helmet actually frowns a lot of the time and does have a nose. So uh, that was one of the major things that really I wasn't too impressed about uh, at all. And uh, yeah, that that wasn't uh, it, it. It just it just didn't feel right. Um, other than that, I think that's you know that's 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 pretty much it. I, w I would definitely urge people to to pick this up. If you, I mean, of course, if you're a fan, fan of of, of the movies, I think this would uh, this would definitely enhance your experience. It doesn't you know it doesn't introduce uh, anything too radical, which would change kind of like the storyline for you or change. Uh, change how you view the movies. Basically, what it does is it it fill it fills in a lot of the holes where you know which they just didn't have time for in the movies. So uh, good comic, great to see um, you know interlinks between uh, you know Thunderbolt from Hulk and that kind of stuff. Of course, Nick Nick Fury is in there. He's he's kind of constantly watching over. Uh, over Tony and the Iron Man army, he's always he's always in the background until like uh, the last spread you see him uh, uh, talking talking about it. So so that was interesting, and I think that's that's pretty much uh, all all I can say about the public identity storyline. Uh, overall, um, out of ten, I think I would I would definitely give it I'll give it a seven. Yeah, overall out of ten, a seven. I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't, but. Uh, if if you are a movie fan, I would recommend it. Um, now let's let's move in into the the second discussion. So um, a couple of months ago, Marvel announced that they're going to be turning one of the one of the if not the most popular and cri critically acclaimed Iron Man storyline of 
of recent times, of course, the extremists or extremists. I don't know how do how do people pronounce it. Uh, uh, Please leave me feedback telling me about about that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the extremist storyline, and they're going to be turning into a motion comic. Uh, we've seen the notion of motion comics kind of um, become more and more popular over the last couple of years. I've personally seen this in uh, the Metal Gear Solid games, being a big fan of them, uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, I was I was very interested to see that you know they're going to be turning this into a motion comic, and I think this was definitely the you know, one of the best series to turn into a motion comic. The artwork, you know, the art style is very realistic. You know, the, the digital ink and all all of that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Uh, uh, I, I forget I forget the author's name. I believe it's Adi uh, uh, Granov. That's it. You know, he 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 did a very good job uh, w with the art style and the design. So uh, I think it was a very appropriate series to t to be turned into. Uh, this week we're going to be having at the first. First episode, uh, I'll probably be having, uh, you know, every every uh, week I'll be having a look at an at an episode because the thing is, they're only available available in the US now, and um, I got an iTunes uh, US iTunes card imported from the US, but uh, quite a while back, but it didn't it doesn't have enough. It only had enough to buy the first episode, so I'm waiting for the second card to be imported, and uh, hopefully I'll have that by next week, along with issue. Uh, 26 of Invincible Iron Man. So we'll talk about episode one uh, uh, this week about, you know, just give it a general view, what we liked, what we didn't like, what was cool, what was unexpected, what worked and what, what didn't. Overall, you know, the the beginning, you know, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the 3D, uh, the 3D intro with, with the extremist suit, but uh, the thing is, the voiceover on it's uh, very professional, you know, we saw the behind the scenes, the voiceover was definitely very good, uh, you know, uh, I applaud the people who did the voiceover for that, you know, thumbs up, t uh, 10 out of 10, very good, uh, no critiques over uh, the voiceover, but I think it's just getting used to, you know, because I'm used to 2D and 3D uh, animation, both traditional and, you know, and modern from, you know, from old, I used to watch loads of old cartoons from Tom and Jerry to Looney Tunes to even anime and down to, you know, Pixar and that kind of stuff. And this is kind of a crossbreed between because, you know, this is a, this is a motion comic and it took, it, it took a while for me to get used to it, used to it because, you know, they basically, they, they take the comic book, you know, they take the spreads and, and they take the captions and that kind of stuff and, you know, they animate, they animate them, they don't really draw a lot of new things. So, and a lot of the times it, it doesn't look very organic, at least to me, didn't, you know, sometimes where their mouths moved and how their heads moved, but, um, I think you do have to remember, you know, that this, this isn't a cartoon, you know, this is, this is a motion comic book and take it for what it is. So, uh, that, 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 that was a bit of a, of a curve for me. Um, but other than that, I really, I really enjoyed, uh, seeing, you know, seeing life brought into these characters and they literally have used every, every, every single, uh, comic book panel, every spread, uh, and they, you know, they, they devoted, uh, they basically took, took all the comic book, all the word bubbles and turned them into script. So, uh, that was very good. You can't, the thing is, because we're looking at the first episode here, um, there isn't that much really action. It's more of a, you know, it's setting up, it's setting up the story, it's setting up the narrative. You know, you have Tony, you know, he's hating himself. Uh, you, you see the guys turn 
I forget, I forget the guy's name, into, you know, they inject him with the uh, extremist virus, you know, you see Tony being interviewed, and so th th there's just, um, it's it's a very dialogue-driven, at least this first episode, we'll definitely be seeing a lot more action in the episodes to come, so, but, uh, you know, the, the things that we did see, you know, uh, at at the end of the episode, you know, where Iron Man takes flight, there he was 3D, so he, he was kind of fully semi-3D there where he's flying through the clouds, so that was kind of a taste to what it's probably going to be. I'm really looking forward to seeing episode, uh, because I believe every episode uh, is stands for every issue of the comic book. I look forward to seeing, you know, episodes 2, 3, 4, 5, well, pretty much all of them, you know, the fight between the uh, the guy and, you know, Tony being transformed. I really want to see how they accomplish that. Uh, they, ha they have used 3D for some of the, some of the scenery, uh, the warehouse at the beginning where the three guys inject the uh, extremist virus, that kind of stuff, so, so they did use that, so that was very interesting. Um, that's pretty much all we can talk about the extremists, at least on, f uh, you know, for now, you know, this episode didn't have too much, too much going on except dialogue, so uh, that's, uh, that'll be that. Okay, so on that note, uh, I think we'll move into the final segment, which is of course, Armor of the Week. Uh, this week I uh, wanted to do, of course, the original, the uh, the granddaddy of all armors, of course. This is the original Mark One that Tony used uh, to escape uh, escape his his prison that he built with uh, yeah, Jensen. So um, uh, I'm going to talk about the uh, Mark One armor from from the comic books. Uh, I think somewhere along the line we'll definitely talk about the movie armors uh, because they're very interesting to talk about how they you know uh, date back to to the original and the source but this time we're going to talk about the comic book armor uh, of course um, this was this was uh, the big thing you know issue one of uh, not issue one sorry tales of suspense uh, but it was uh, 39 uh, and uh, it was the debut of uh, Iron Man and uh, you know uh, <laughs> the big spreads, who, 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 and um, so, it, of course, you know, it launched everything, it, it was the big bulky thing that, you know, Tony Stark, he, he, originally, the story was, you know, he had to build these magnetic micro circuits uh, in the chest plate to keep his heart beating, of course, it was changed, I believe, later on to shrapnel and that kind of stuff, but, you know, he had to, uh, build the chest blade so his heart could actually beat and work and when he put it on he got you know he kind of got got his heart beating again and he got the life and that was his kind of curse you know in in the later issues you know he'd be walking around and partying with girls and then you know he uh, every time they would ask him for a swim or something he had to go and then he would he would literally take take the the he had a plug from the chest uh, from the chest piece and plug it into uh into in, into a socket into uh, just like you would uh, you know uh, plug plug a lamp or or a, a TV in, into there so it was kind of funny looking back at it now you know they they kind of changed it to make it more appealing for uh the common generation of people because <laughs> You know, I don't think uh, these days uh, kids would have thought it was very cool if, uh, you know, Tony Stark, billionaire bachelor, you know, he comes back home, takes out the plug, sits, sits there, uh, pl uh, plugged into a wall. So so that was definitely, you know, that was definitely the genius of Stanley, you know, making up 
you know, this because uh, you know Stanley talked about he wanted to make a character that people hated. This was the Cold War. He was an industry, you know, it was, and it, uh, he had an industry. You know, he was very rich, and then you know he had this curse where he had to use his technology to keep himself alive. And of course, this was the armor. And you know, he, he, even back then, he would, you know, he'd carry the armor in a bag or a, or a, a case because he had a special, special metal that would fold, and uh, then it would become. Uh, it would uh, become the shape that he wanted it to be. So, of course, going back, of course, there's a Stan Lee. You know, he's he's kind of trying to make the things more practical. You know, he's using your imagination to create things that didn't happen, like, you know, Spider-Man, how he could see through his mask and all that kind of stuff. So, it's definitely, uh, the original armor was definitely, you know, 60s, was definitely Stan Lee creation, that kind of stuff. Very, uh, very genius. And then, of course, the armor had to go because... I believe it was uh, the, this, this, the second time Iron Man appeared in Tales of Suspense. Uh, he was he was scaring, uh, he scared a little girl because he was big and grey. So he changed it to the gold armor, and that of course was changed later on. So, but you know the the grey original armor still sticks out to this day as the original Iron Man armor. You know, most uh, all of all the people that have worked with Iron Man, all the artists, you know, they love the original armor. They love the opportunity to draw. To draw the armor so it's 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 definitely it's the roots it's the beginning of of iron man so we salute the original mark one gray armor okay and so on that note i think we will end the episode of course again you know uh, I, I wasn't planning to on talking about uh what we talked about in this episode but you know uh, unfortunately, issue twenty six isn't, isn't here yet. Please, uh, uh, if you're listening to this, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, please send me your feedback just to say that you're listening, because I would really like to know if I have any listeners. Send me your feedback to iamfanpod at live dot com. It's it's all in the uh, also in the artwork and the podcast description. If you're downloading it for iTunes or anything, there should be a podcast description. It's going to have all the links. So it's I am. F-A-N-P-O-D at uh, L-I-V-E dot com. So please send me your feedback there. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please rate, uh, rate me on iTunes. I would really appreciate. I would also love for someone to talk to, a co-host, uh, you know, because talking to myself, you know, it, it's not as fun. So if you're an Iron Man fan and you would like to be on a show and talk, talk showhead, uh, then... Um, you can find me on Skype. Uh, you know, just download Skype. It's 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 free, very easy to use. And my Skype uh, Skype name is I am Fan Pod. Again, I am Fan Podcast shortened. So just just put that into the Skype search, and uh, you should find me there. Uh, so uh, again, thank you very much for listening. We still have so much to talk about. You know, in further episodes, we're going to be covering. Uh, the Invincible Iron Man. I I, I want to have a look at the rescue, uh, the spin-off with Pepper Potts. Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten a copy of it. Uh, I think I will definitely get a copy. Have a look. We'll we'll kind of do a review of at least the first the first issue to see to see what it's like. Um, we're going to be having a look at some of the classic storylines, of course. You know things like Armor Wars. You know Demon in a Bottle, that kind of stuff. And maybe not so classic storylines. You know storylines that you really didn't think were good Iron Man or the opposite so definitely suggest me the storylines you want to hear you want to talk about you know email me those 
So, uh, we, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be, you know, watching how the Iron Man movie progresses, you know, how, how it all ties into the Avengers. Maybe next episode, uh, I want to talk about uh, Iron Man movie-wise, you know, all the clues it's giving in to the Avengers, and there are loads and loads and loads, you know, some that people haven't really noticed. So, we'll definitely talk about that. So, it's, it's just a great time to be an Iron Man fan, you know, so... Uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. Please leave me feedback. I would love for you to participate. Uh, this has been Andrew for uh, for Iron Man Episode 2. And I will see you guys uh, next week and next episode.